Welcome to another episode of Fix Your Franchise, where we've got three average guys being above average GMs. Once again, we're down to two guys, as you don't hear Dirty leading us in. You've got myself, Coach Red, and we've got Big Tug coming in live as well, sitting here and telling you what NFL teams need to do to fix their franchise. Today, we are going to be talking about the Arizona Cardinals, a team that took a big step forward in a tough division. Uh, We're right in the thick of the playoff contention all the way up until the last week. Um, Got hit with the injury bug with Kyler Murray last year at the end of the year that kind of hampered what they could do. Lost the battle of the backup quarterbacks to lose out on a chance of making the playoffs last year. But where I want to start right there is Kyler Murray. The guy is a bona fide stud. I mean, he did not play in the final game. The last three or four games of the season, he was hobbled a little bit with injury. The guy still had 3,900 yards passing, a 26 TD to 12 interception ratio, at 819 yards rushing and 11 rushing touchdowns. We're at 4,700 yards of offense, and he was hampered for four games and didn't play in one game at all. Those are light up the stat sheet type of numbers. Give give me some Kyler Murray love. It's just crazy. Yeah, I like Kyler Murray. Can you imagine what he could do if he actually had a handful of decent complimentary players with him well he's got one and that that came in the form of a big trade within he's got one DeAndre Hopkins he's got one DeAndre Hopkins last year 14 he's got one that's it receiving 1400 yards receiving the next highest receiving total 621 yards Christian Kirk we're talking about 800 yards of separation between their number one pass catching guy to their number two. It's mind-bottling. Nice. Like your mind's trapped in a bottle. Yeah, I I think they they need they need some more weapons. I mean, you you've got your future quarterback and he's just a you know he's going to be a perennial pro bowler he's a stud they need to give him weapons let him scramble around less get the ball out quicker and i'd love to see what these guys could actually do one of those potential weapons that could be walking out the door is a Kenyon drake they brought him in uh two years ago in a trade with the Miami Dolphins. Had a big end of the year, led that into a franchise tag last year. Got hurt a little bit, still was productive, but not at the level he was uh, late the year before. Still have Chase Edmonds on the roster, which is a bona fide stud. You know, do you think they try to bring back Kenyon Drake? Or do you think they target a guy in free agency besides him or maybe look towards the draft? I think they stick with CJ Edmonds. I do too. I think they need. I do. I. 
I think they need one more guy in that back. They do need another guy, but I think that they're gonna I think they're gonna roll with Edmonds, honestly. They'll they'll probably pick somebody up in the draft. What do you think about like a four million dollar, maybe three and a half million dollar flyer on like a Marlon Mack? I think he would fit very well into that air raid style of offense. And coming off injury, you know, could come in at a little bit lesser than market value with the rest of the free agent running backs. And he's used to a timeshare, which I think is what you're going to see with whoever you bring in. I don't know if Edmonds can be that bell cow back for you down in, down out. But with Marlon Mack, you get a guy who's been in a timeshare his whole career while being with the Indianapolis Colts. I like it. I, I like Marlon Mack for this team as well. And yes, he is going to come at a lower price tag, which is perfect for them. Be, I mean, I don't want to harp on the on the Chase Edmonds deal, but I like him a lot. I do too. I really do. He's he's a just a dynamic back. He's he's he could be Austin Eckler. I I like what he's doing for him. He fits perfectly. I mean, if you bring in Marlon Mack, I'm thinking you know, between the tackles inside the five-yard line. I mean, other than that, I think Chase Edmonds is the way to go. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Let's talk about another heavy weapon spot. Um, wide receiver, tight end, those those pass catchers, uh, their number one tight end last year, Dan the Man Arnold, is set to become a free agent. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, not sure if he's going to play his 50th season in the NFL or if he's going to finally hang up the cleats. But, I mean, you do have bona fide questions out of that slot receiver type player and also out of your tight end position. They have Max Williams on the roster still. Um even though he's not that dynamic pass catcher that everyone thought he could be when he was out balling out for the Gophers. Um, but I think they use the draft to target a, a tight end this year. Maybe maybe look at your board. I think that they, they make a move in the second or third. I think Brevin will be gone by the time they get to him, but I could see him, you know, even if they got lucky and saw like a Pat Fryermuth drop into the second, or, you know, this is going to sound a little out, out there, but Tommy Tremble. I was going to just bring him up. Out of Notre Dame. Um, he's, he's a devastating blocker. Like he is hard-nosed. But he is also pretty solid out of the slot. He could he could line up outside. I mean, I like him. I do too. He's no Tyler Eifert, but I like him. <laughs> what do you, I'm going to throw out a crazy idea. It could be crazy to a lot. I know that you've got a little bit of uh, familiarity with this guy. Um, we talked about Kyler Murray being a stud, ton of speed, elusive as all get out. Maybe a guy that you could target to be another speed guy that you can get on a minimum contract. John Ross. 
just never felt, you know, after his first couple of years, he, you know, last, not this last year, but the year before, blew up big game one. Finally thought that was his coming out party. Thought that he was going to be that wide receiver they took in the top 10. Uh, never really turned into that guy and was inactive for most of the year um, and not due to injury. So just kind of got surpassed on the depth chart at Cincinnati. With the obvious need for more weapons, what do you think about just using this guy as, you know, that it's a little far-fetched, but, you know, Tyreek Hill or maybe even a LaVisca Chenault taking fly sweeps, being that weapon, utilizing his speed and running him out of the slot. I think that he was used as an outside guy in Cincinnati where he's got the frame more so to be that slot type receiver and actually be able to break away from safeties and linebackers and really utilizes the skill set that he was given. Yeah. I I like John Ross. I don't like him at pick number nine, obviously. Um it, it just salt in the wound knowing that Pat Mahomes went to pick after him. But either way, I don't know that they they take that leap to go for John Ross when I feel like they might target somebody who is a little more familiar with the Cardinals. Might have played for him for a while. John Brown. John Brown. Let's get John Brown back on the Cardinals. I mean, you could see what he does for a younger quarterback before before the Stefan Diggs trade. He was Weapon option number one for Josh Allen, I think, really helped with that progression because before he got there, Josh Allen was a hot mess. Yep. 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 I like him. I like the bringing back John Brown. What about what about reuniting the Texans? I think that's an option. The Texans. Will Fuller. You want Will Fuller on this team? I think he's going to be a little rich for some. Will Fuller. I think he's going to. I think he's going to clock in. He is, but if you're, if they got eight, he's going to clock a lot. But he's. I feel like he's going to come in. A little far fetched, but that'd be awesome to see those two again. I mean, it would be nice. Would be nice because I think where they need to spend some of that money is on the defensive side, and that's at the cornerback position. They addressed their pass rush a little bit with getting a J.J. Watt, Hassan Reddick's walk-in. But the yeah. one thing that they have on defense, we talked about weapons for Kyler Murray, but they have guys where I think their actual position is listed as weapons. You picked up Isaiah Simmons in the first round last year. He was billed as a weapon. You have Buda Baker on the field. Also a weapon, rushing the passer, playing linebacker, playing safety. With Patrick Peterson out the door, it really opens it up for Byron Murphy at the cornerback position to be that starter. But you got one more hole to fill. All right. I'm with you. So the Cardinals, Patrick Peterson's out. Drake Kirkpatrick is out. Jonathan Joseph is out. And so is Kevin Peterson, which leaves them with a couple of guys. And I've been waiting for this because they've got Byron Murphy, 
Robert Alford, who didn't play in his two seasons there, but he's still on the roster. He was solid when he was at Atlanta. Mm-hmm. But I think my favorite name would be Picasso Nelson. <laughs> free, free agent, undrafted free agent out of last year's draft, Picasso Nelson. Love him. Paint me a picture. Best name in football right there. Paint me a picture. Paint me a picture of him starting in the slot. Man. I mean. Uh, I've never seen him play. I just I just see him on the depth chart. I just. I mean, let's if if we're talking if we're talking about slot corners, it's a guy that we've that we've talked about a few times for a few different teams. If if it if it's shown, it's where the Arizona Cardinals like to go to college to go get those defensive backfields, as you can see with Byron Murphy, with Buda Baker, University of Washington. Maybe you look at a Keith Taylor as that guy in the second round at pick 49. Maybe you can look at an Elijah Molden at 79 in the third round to play that slot corner for you. Both solid or, options. Or you look at a Patrick Sertain in the first. Trade back, get a little or bit. Or Caleb Farley in the first. If Farley's available, that's the pick. That is the pick. I mean, they will be sprinting that they're going to be sprinting to their Zoom call so that the commissioner can tell us the pick from the comforts of his basement while he's sitting there in his leather chair by the fire, glass of scotch in hand. I mean, that's where See, if Caleb Farley is available, he, there's no way he's getting past the Cardinals. Zero percent chance. And if, if he's available, I mean, say, all right, crazy scenario, say – Sewell is gone. Slater gets taken up by San Francisco, let's say, right, at 12. And you've got the Chargers sitting at 13. Do you let that Patrick Sertain player fall or uh, get picked potentially by the Chargers, which is a possibility? Or do you trade with the Chargers? You, You leapfrog because you know that they can you know, make their pick from 16 just as easily to make sure that you get your guy at corner. I mean, with the JC Horn still probably on the board, I would kind of let the board fall to me in this scenario. There is one guy that I would, I would make a trade for move up. You'd be moving up to pick 11. That's kind of the floor that I've seen. If he's still available at 11, I feel like the giants are a perfect trade back candidate because they, they, they do need quite a bit of stuff. Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. Move up. Get Pitts. Now you've got Pitts, Hopkins, Christian Kirk, Chase Edmonds, and maybe a Marlon Mack on this team. I mean, for an offense that has that's ran by Kyler Murray that was already pretty scary with what they already had on the roster, your matchup nightmares all over the field. Backfield, Kyler Murray, slot. Outside, I mean, if they if they've got the cojones to do it, which I mean, they they have some cojones. Taking Kyler Murray first overall after drafting Josh Rosen the year before in the top ten took took some stones. 
to do. So I don't think that they're adverse to making these type of moves. And, you know, they're swinging for the fences right now. Bringing in that veteran presence in J.J. Watt defensively shows that they're ready to take that next step and really cement themselves at the top of the NFC West. Do they have a second-round pick? They do. Pick 49. 49? No I don't four. know why it's not coming up. No four. Oh, yeah, 40. Six. Yeah. All right. Do you swing for the fences? And- yeah, that would be absolutely. Go ahead. No, do you swing for the fences and give up more draft capital this year, kind of for mortgage the future a little bit, maybe to get yes. the first next year or a second next year? Whew. Give it, give it to me, Tug. Sorry, I, I lost you for about the last ten seconds. No, you're good. Give, give me, give me, give me your, uh, give me your hot take, hot take, hot take Sunday. Hot take Sunday for the offense. Yeah. I think they take Javante Williams in the second round. Whew. Like it. Out of, I think they, they try and roll the dice and keep Chase Edmonds. North Carolina. North Carolina, yep. He is outrageously flashy. He 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 has been balling out for the Tar Heels. I mean, he could be that future back. Um, save the money on Marlon Mack. Bring in Javante Williams. Let him be that bell cow and then use Chase Edmonds as that gadget player. Make that offense a little more dynamic, even though you've already got the most dynamic quarterback in the NFL on your team. Javante Williams would be the craziest piece that they could add to this that would just make them... You wouldn't know who to guard at all. And the other thing with Javante, the word coming out of him in college, he's hands down the best pass protecting running back in the league too, just stymieing guys. I mean, keep one of my, my main thing on where they need to improve because once Kyler Murray got hobbled up, the offense kind of took a step back. And obviously when he couldn't be on the field, it's keep Kyler Murray upright. That's your number one goal. Keep him healthy, keep him on the field and getting that type of running back. Who's got big playability has got some burst, but can also just blow up guys and stymie them in the pass game out of the backfield. could be a huge asset to this team going forward. I mean, if you pick him up in the second and then you pick up Tommy Tremble in the third, you've just solidified your skill positions with the two best blockers in either of those skill positions. And if the goal is keeping Kyler Murray upright, you just took a huge step forward. And then I think that that means that you could go more so in the draft if you're not if you're not trading out of there. You could possibly just take the best tackle that's available. I mean, they've got a DJ Humphreys. Or you could maybe look at that Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC that has position flexibility at guard and tackle. So you can really focus on keeping it up, right? And then I think that really leads you into spending some of that free agency money at the cornerback position 
and maybe going after a Jason Verrett, a Richard Sherman. Yep. He's going to, he's looking for teams that can be playoff contenders. This is a spot for him or even a William Jackson. Yeah. They could definitely go that route, spend the money in free agency. I mean, I mean their whole, everything we're talking about right now is all predicated on what they do with their first pick. If they take corner, obviously they're not spending the money in free agency. Game over. They've got their guy. Uh, Murphy can play the other side regardless. If they take a different route in the first, I mean, anything could happen. I mean, because if they go, that's why I was kind of skeptical about the, the pick there at 49 with Javante Williams, because they need, I, I like him there, but you, you also got to think you've got, you know, uh, Landon Dickerson and Wyatt Davis on the board at that time too, potentially. And that's what you need to shore up that offensive line. So, I mean, you're either spending big bucks in free agency for a, for a corner or you're spending big bucks on that offensive line. I mean, flip a coin, you can address the other one in the draft. Well, I think that with that too, I mean, we've touched on the wide receiving core need to improve, but I mean, you can look at it. You could probably have a lot of guys that want to play with Kyler Murray. They want the shot to be that, to be in that offense. I mean, you might be able to get some of these guys on lesser deals just because they want to play with Kyler. And the main thing is he's going to get a mammoth deal when it's time after this year, when it's time to talk extensions. I mean, he's going to probably be up there in that Patrick Mahomes yep. stratosphere on the yearly average, just because of how big of a weapon it is. he is. I think that him getting hurt this year and being a smaller guy that runs a little bit with reckless abandon at times it's part of his game and what makes him great but i think for long-term sustainability you know you've got to capture this window right now when you're not paying him those big bucks because once you pay him you're at the mercy uh, of his health going forward take advantage of it now put the pieces around him right now this year try and make that push to be one of those premier teams not just in the nfc but in the entire nfl I think that would start with adding a free agent wide receiver that has some experience. You've got DeAndre Hopkins. Nobody knows whether Larry Fitzgerald is sticking around or not. And in my opinion, it is it would be completely irresponsible for them to think that Kirk, Isabella, and Keyshawn Johnson are the answer. They need to bring in a new veteran presence, whether Fitz is there or not. And and, let, and bring in somebody with, with a little bit of experience because adding a, a, another rookie to that group just seems like a huge flight risk. And, you know, then they're just swarm and hop and letting these other guys show if they're even capable of playing. I know that I brought up John Ross for that gadgety type role, but there's one guy that's going to take, if you sign him, he's going to take out a big chunk of this cap that they have remaining. Curtis Samuel plays the slot, can be that gadget type guy. It's good in short space burst. Could be the perfect weapon 
safety valve instead of you know huck it chuck it up to deandre hopkins like like deshaun watson did before him you know you you don't have your first option you don't have your section option second option let me throw it to hop he'll he'll make a play more often than not but i think that you know a curtis samuel could be a very solid safety valve for kyler murray it he could be uh, I feel like he's going to have a higher price tag than somebody that I was thinking of, and that's Golden Tate. Ooh, I like Golden Tate. I like Golden Tate in this offense. He is that safety valve, especially if they're not able to address the tight end position. Um, let Kirk play the slot. Let Golden Tate be the check down. I mean, you've got Hop on the outside regardless as your number one. Uh, and then whether Fitz comes back or not, you're bringing in that experience that you desperately need, and you're bringing in somebody that Kyler Murray can rely on game in and game out, and he's going to be on the cheap. He's proved time in again that he is a solid receiver, whatever team he's playing for. Could you imagine him in this offense? It would be scary. I mean, this would be the most dynamic offense that he was in even even since his younger years when the Seahawks were playing in the Super Bowl you know they didn't have the Russell Wilson wasn't that dynamic guy that he is today but that was probably the most dynamic offense he's been in and every other offense he's been in he's really been the dude he's been the guy and it's tough when you have that smaller type receiver that's going to be the guy and here he wouldn't have to be he would slot in perfectly. I mean, you'd be running two different levels, you know, Hopkins high, Golden Tate low, running those crossers across the middle. I mean, true. I like that. I like that a lot. Hey, Golden Tate, if if your agent is listening to this, tell him to make a call. Which I he listen, should be. I listen to fix your franchise. And I need you to make a call to the Arizona Cardinals. I'll take a three and a half to four million dollar deal. That way we can still leave some money on the table to get a few other pieces on this team. But yeah, I'll go play with DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray, JJ Watt, Chandler Jones, Buddha Baker. Come on, let's go. I mean, if you're looking at a championship run, Golden Tate, this is the team you need to be on right now. Go play that Chris Godwin role for the Cardinals and lead them to the promised land. Golden Tate, leading teams to the promised land. Love it. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. One area that I would like to touch on just before we get close to wrapping it up, we've talked about the defense, obvious need at corner. Uh, Buda Baker flying all over the field. I think they're pretty well set at that uh, middle area, but a little bit of help at that D tackle spot in the middle could be a good spot. And I know that we've touched on guys in the past. I mean, those run stuffing defensive tackles should be coming in at the cheap this year. And I think that's just another luxury piece that they could add to just further themselves in that championship picture. Are you wanting them to address it in the draft or are you looking 
towards free agency. I mean, because they just spent a bunch of money on Watt. They did. I would look more so in free agency, but those guys that are going to take those lesser lesser deals, like I don't know what he's going to be going for. If you can get him at about three or four mil, Terrell Casey in the middle. That was going to be my pick as well. That's exactly what I was going to say. Listeners, this one, this is a weird day. This is a weird episode for us. Me and Big Tugger on the same page on too many things. Yeah, I don't like it. We should knock this off right now. There's a glitch in the matrix. We need to get this. We need to get back on track. Bold take. Let's throw out a bold take where we know the other person won't like it. What about like... Is Andrew Billings still a free agent or did he sign? I don't know. Uh, we are on the Zoom call, so won't let me minimize the screen since we're recording. Uh, the, the, that one would have to be on you. But there's another guy we talked about, you know, has position versatility slightly, can play inside now. Maybe that Marcus Hunt type player is going to come. What about in. Snacks Harrison? Whew. I don't. Here's what, here's what, here we go. Back to it. Let's see where we're going to disagree. Snacks Harrison. Uh, he's been hurt. He's been hurt. He was signed to the Seahawks practice squad. Didn't get called up after being on the team for four or five weeks. Once they got one of their undrafted free agents from the year before back from injury, they ended up cutting Snacks Harrison. I mean, he's got the name. He's got a good pedigree. He would come in on the cheap, but how much juice does he have left in the tank? That's my big question because I don't think there's a lot left in that tank for him. Okay, how about somebody a little younger? Still has run stuffing ability, Jonathan Hankins. I like it better. I like it. I like it better. All right. <laughs> we're trending in the right direction. Now we're back. We're I back. I still on think the same snacks page. would be better, but back on the different pages. I like it. Defensive tackle, free agents. Jarrell Casey. Yeah, he's old too. But still highly productive. Why are all these defensive tackles so old? All right, here we go. Let's go through a list of them right now. We got Kawan Short, Jarrell Casey, Sue, Daquan Jones out of Tennessee, Quentin Jefferson. There we go. He ain't coming in on the cheap. All right, we're going cheaper. Sheldon Rankins. Sheldon Rankins. What if, just hear me out. And Dominican Sue has made more money than any other D tackle in the history of football. Do you think since he got his first taste of a championship, I know that one of the obvious landing spots is just going right back to Tampa Bay, but what if he does take one of those one year hitman for hire, bring your team to the Super Bowl? Think about him with JJ Watt. And Chandler Jones, Buda Baker, Isaiah Simmons. Oh my God. That sounds like a quarterback's like quarterbacks go to sleep and they get woke up with cold sweats if those guys are all on the same field together. I think we forgot that Corey Peters was on the roster last year. We did forget. We forgot. Sorry. Sorry, Corey. 
Corey, come back. Corey, How about this? Back. Get rid of Corey Peters, right? Yeah. What about Malcolm Brown? Brown. Do you like some Malcolm Brown? He's going to demand a price tag, but it's going to be less than Indomitian Sue. But Indomitian Sue. And he may not be stomping out quarterbacks, but he's going to help. Taking the words out of my mouth. We're on the same page. I was going to say, bring bring that nasty. Bring Hey, if you want four or so unnecessary roughness penalties, you can save a little bit of money on the cap because when he gets suspended again for a game or two, you aren't going to have to pay him those game checks, so you'll get him at a little bit of a discount. But, yeah, don't see Okay, how cap. about this? Go, go with me on this one real quick. All right. Completely underrated Adam Butler. Ooh. You go to was he with the Panthers last year or the Bills? He was with the Patriots last year. Whoa. Or even Shelby Harris. That those are two guys that are gonna be in that three to four million dollar price tag. Adam Butler had four sacks and seven quarterback hits. Shelby Harris out of Denver had three sacks and eleven hits. Solid options. I mean, if you're looking for free agency for somebody to stuff that middle and let Jones and JJ Watt do their thing, I mean, that might be your best bet. One of those two guys, just, you know, mid tier, gonna plug up the middle. Both of them were healthy last year, 11 and 15 games, respectively. They're both 27 and 30. I mean, they've got some, some juice left in them. I like it. What about Larry Ogunjobi? We're pulling out Larry Ogunjobi. You're laughing, but Larry Ogunjobi out, out of Cleveland, he had three sacks and six pressures last year. And he'd be coming in under a million easily. Ah, now, we're, now we're talking. There's options. They've got all the options. I think it's Steve Kime down there in Arizona. If you need some help, get into the DMs of us. We'll give you we'll give you some help. We'll give you some finders fees for listening to this episode. Because what we're saying, I think we've put give me a call. We've put the Cardinals in an area to compete for a Super Bowl title. We've done it. We did it. Yay us. Woo! Unless you've got anything else, Big Tug, I think that'll about wrap it up for for the Cardinals. I'm out. This puts us at the halfway point of the teams. This is Team 16. So uh, check us out later this week. By the by, Friday we've got our post free agency. What we got right, which is probably going to be a lot of things. And what we got wrong, which will probably only be one or two things. We're going to do that breakdown before we uh, get to the Raiders and the Dolphins. And then we start tackling the playoff teams. So thanks again for listening. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, wherever you get your daily podcast. We appreciate the listens. And if you ever need, if you got any ideas, hit us up. Let us know what you think. We appreciate you guys. Peace.